Welcome once again to another episode of Demand Gen Radio. The one program that brings you all the latest methods and technologies for driving growth and increasing demand. With the voice of Demand Gen, David Lewis. Well, good morning, everybody, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Demand Gen Radio. kind of feels like this month is Marketing Technology Month, because if you're listening to all the different programs, you know I had Tyler from Vidyard on just a couple weeks ago. And today, I am joined by Randy Frisch, who is the co-founder and chief operating officer at Uberflip up there in the Great White North again. So, Randy, thanks for joining me today. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me on. And, and I kid you not, you're going to think that like all of us Canadians live in a small little suburb. But I, I literally spoke to Tyler you know, three hours ago, right? Um, so it's, you know, us Canadians, we stay close. You you are a close-knit group. And yeah, a lot of great technology has come out of uh, Toronto and the surrounding areas. So uh, I've been pressed over the years there, Israel, and of course, Silicon Valley and other areas. Well, again, thanks for joining me. Let's let's jump in. Why don't we start off with the backstory of Uberflip? And I'm not sure a lot of our listeners know what Uberflip is. So um, it's a great painkiller for serving up content to prospects and customers. That's my description. But why don't you tell us how things came to be? Yeah, sure. I mean, to your point, a, a lot of awesome Martech has come out of Toronto and, and the surrounding area. And you know, some people think, you know, well, we we spun off from Eloqua, which, you know, I know you guys are, are very close with the marketing automation world. Neither myself or my co-founder, Yov, neither of us had any experience in, in that MarTech world going back, you know, seven years ago. Um, but we were solving, actually, for another real tangent area to marketing, which was media, right? We had a solution for media publishers and another company that we were running together and to be honest, I just, you know, I wasn't loving what we were doing. I didn't enjoy selling media publishers that much. Um, and I was a marketer at heart. Like, you know, back when I was a kid, you know, I wanted to do billboards and Super Bowl commercials because that was, that was cool marketing back then. Um, so we, we started to look for ways that we could get into marketing technology. And we had a sub user group of our old business who were marketers. And we went and we, we pulled them on, on some of the pain points they had. And one of the things that we started to realize is that marketers were really getting into this idea of content marketing, right? It yep. was a big buzzword, but anytime you went into a room and you asked them what their biggest pain point, in that moment, and this was about five years ago, it was how do I create content, right? So we were like, okay, well, we could either jump on that train and help them create content, or what we always like to do is look a little bit forward. So we said, okay, well, what's going to happen when they create all this content? They're going to have a whole other problem. And the problem we started to understand was how did they get all that content onto the website? Right. Right. It, it's this very obvious thing to some people, which is they go through a very broken process, which is they try and pull in their web team to get it onto the old school CMS. And they really have no control over that. So they bucket content into, you know, these, these silly silos, as I refer to them, right? And we all do it on our website. Think about, you know, what your website may look like. Oh, yes. You probably have a, a tab up at the top that says all of our ebooks are under the ebook oh, tab. Stop. Come on. All you're of our me videos. Out. Yeah. But all marketers do this, right? It's, yes, we do. You know, it's the same way we, you know, we used to get in taxis in a very broken way before, you know, Lyft or Uber were around. Right. I mean, it was it was the way we do it. Right. Yep. We organize content in these silos. But 
you know, we know today, and you know, a lot of the people I'm sure who listen to this are thinking about personas, they're thinking about pain points and problems that they're solving for customers, and that's how people come to the site and want to navigate. They don't want to navigate to find all your videos. They want to navigate around a certain topic, a certain problem. So we said to people, you know, we'll, we'll just grab embed codes from the, your different assets and drop them there, and they're like, whoa, 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 we, you know, we can tinker maybe with HTML, for some of them, but for most of them, it was like that's that's not in our wheelhouse. We didn't go to school to learn how to do that. Right. So I'm going to take you back to like when I was at university. I was the guy that everyone wanted in their group. You know, when we broke up into these little groups and whatnot, um, you know, to to get work done and projects. Not because I was a really smart guy. That was not the case. But I was awesome at PowerPoint. Right? <laughs> like I was the PowerPoint guy that everyone wanted in their group. Like. Yeah, I, I just made amazing things happen with PowerPoint. The reality was, I wasn't that great with it. I just, I was a power user. And PowerPoint was made in a way where I could animate things. And, you know, other people could do that if they knew how to program in Flash. Right. Or they knew how to use Photoshop. But that was, not everyone knew that, right? Nope. And and we started to think about that same problem of getting a presentation in a room up versus how do we now get content onto the web? And we said, okay, we need to build something for marketers so that they can take their ebooks, they can take their blog posts, their videos that they're using with you know, Tyler's company, Vidyard, or you know, their YouTube videos, or the social content, or the slideshare content. I mean, there's so much content. And create a way for managers to really, what we do is help them own the journey, right? Own that journey of content that someone's going to walk through on, on their website. Yeah, I was, you know, it's just got back from Arizona. We had the uh, B2B Marketing Exchange earlier this week, and I was with Maya and some folks from your team, and I noticed the Own the Journey message. So what what's that all about? Um, let Actually, answer that in a moment, because I know for some people, when you're listening to a podcast and you're hearing what Randy is describing, um, has the light bulb gone on yet? So I loved what you set up and called us out, uh, the collective us. We do on demandgen.com have a resources tab. And if you click resources, there's hundreds of pieces of content in there, not to mention our blog and our videos. And we use Vidyard, uh, which folks know about. And we've thought about how to present all that content in some logical way for our visitors to grab what they want on lead scoring or nurturing or various templates and tools that we have. But we're trying to architect that journey for them and it's 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 an unnatural act and so you know uberflip i describe uberflip as a merchandising platform for your content that allows the you know a very effective display of everything you have to offer and allow people to get but it's also a content publishing platform and then, like i said i noticed this message that you have about own in the journey but i didn't make the connection so take take us through that yeah, sure. So, you know, let's save the why on the journey. It's, it's actually a fun content exercise we went through it, it with our team, but I'll, I'll dig a little deeper for you on, on what we help a marketer do with all that, that content that they have. And, you know, you touched on one of the very common use cases that people will, will leverage our software for, and that's something like a resources center on their web page, right? Um, you know, we say today that Uberflip can help you get co- get all that content that we talked about that's being created, take it all and start leveraging it on your website, into your marketing campaigns, even getting it into the hands of your salespeople, right? The idea is how do we take all that stuff that we created five years ago, 
whenever you started um, and start leveraging that to the new cohorts that are coming through. So the resource center is a great example. People start there usually high up on your funnel and they're trying to navigate through content. And what we want to do, we want to create that you know, bingy Netflix style experience where we don't hit dead ends, right? Remember the old way we watched TV? The, the show was over, we gotta wait till next week, yep. right? Um, you know, now, you know, I make my way through a season of, a, of the latest show on Netflix over a weekend, right? Because they keep flowing information for me. They keep the next piece of content lined up. That's what we want on our websites too. When you think about it, the places that have really rocked long binging content consumption are a lot of the social platforms. Like, right. I, I don't know about you, David, but like often I say to myself, I'm going to jump onto LinkedIn tonight because you know I got five minutes and I'm just going to catch up on what people are talking about on their newsfeed. 20 minutes later, I'm still there. Right. Right? The way they've done that is everything is contextual to me. It's people I follow. It's people I'm interested in. It's lined up in a way that is you know, an ongoing, infinite scroll. That's what we have to emulate as marketers on our sites. We need to create that infinite scroll. We need to ensure that people don't jump back to Twitter or LinkedIn or what have you, but rather that we give them that wrapped up bundle of content. Right. So we do that with what we call a stream. We call them marketing streams when you know it's being used by the marketing team. And we have another use case for salespeople where salespeople can put together contextual bundles of content that we call you know naturally sales streams. Um, so within these different use cases, one as I said is the website, you know, a resources page, a blog, perhaps even an event microsite that you might be doing. Some other use cases, though, are deeper down the funnel. We have a we have a customer uh, called DocuSign. They do like e-signature documents, and they'll actually drop people into some of these bundles of content or streams of content right from email campaigns that may be going from you know their Eloqua email client. Right. The beauty with Uberflip on top of all these different use cases is that we're really deeply integrated into those marketing automation systems, naturally like Eloqua, Marketo. I want to talk about that after we come back from a break in a little bit because, you know, there's a lot of value proposition. A lot of our clients use use your platform. Um, All of them that are using the platform are obviously integrating it to their marketing automation system. But, you know, the the point that you eloquently described is that infinite scroll is really – you know, relevant, and I, I would encourage folks if they haven't ever gone to uberflip.com to see how you use your own tool. And you guys have a ton of subject matter content on account-based marketing, various marketing methodologies. So you're serving up a, a nice treasure chest of content, and you literally can just scroll down your hub area and get you know so much content. And that is, as you said, one of the experiences. Um, let, let's talk about integration, but you know what? I want to take a quick break uh, because I know we're not going to explain that in a minute. Uh, we'll dive in a little bit deeper. Uh, don't go away. We'll be right back. Have you ever wondered if there's a great book on modern marketing? Well, there is, and it's called Manufacturing Demand. It's written by modern marketing guru David Lewis. It's the number one book on lead generation, and guess what? It's yours for free today as a demand gen radio listener. In the book, David teaches you how to create your demand factory, how to align sales and marketing, how to set up your demand funnel, 
and he provides you blueprints of the best practices for lead scoring, lead nurturing, and marketing analytics. Plus, the book Manufacturing Demand gives you plenty of actionable tips and recommendations, as well as real-world case studies for how leading companies like yours are achieving tremendous results applying these principles. As a Demand Gen Radio listener, you can download a free copy today, manufacturingdemand.com forward slash VIP. Don't wait. Grab your copy today. Just go to manufacturingdemand.com forward slash VIP. Or you can pick up a hard copy, Amazon.com or other fine booksellers by searching for the book, Manufacturing Demand. All right, we're back. And right before we went to the commercial break, I wanted to have Randy talk about the integration between Uberflip and marketing automation. So, Randy, why don't we pick up right there? Sure. So before we before we talk about why integrate, I think we have to look at these consumption patterns that we've been talking about, right? You know, if it was simple as we send people to one piece of content, we could probably track that pretty easily into our marketing automation, right? Sure. You know, one click, you know, really easy to figure out, you know, where are people engaging the most. But as we were saying, we don't want to create dead ends, right? You know, David was challenging a lot of you to take a look at your own content. A great example is look at those PDFs that get downloaded because those are offline experiences. And when you get there, it's over, right? You have no tracking, yep. no understanding of what's going on. What we ended up realizing back when we started to focus on, as I said, that problem of concentrating content, organizing content onto our websites, another really important thing is to figure out what content's actually working. Right? I mean, a lot of us hear today about this idea of multi-touch attribution, right? And, yep. you know, I know, David, that's stuff that, that your team gets really involved in into the weeds of helping companies figure out how Marketo works together, Eloqua works together. There's other amazing tools out there like Visible and other, other similar ones that help us better track these various touch points, right? right? But the, the reality, though, is we need ways to pass that data in there, right? I often describe marketing automation systems as these amazing castles that we built, right? They're, they're really well orchestrated like a castle. You know, there's, there's very defined ways in and out, and we really protect them with moats and things like that, you know, in the old days. Like but the reality is we built an amazing, yeah, we built an amazing moat or castle or whatever to protect, and we got nothing in that castle. That castle is useless, right? So what we need to do is we need to fuel these systems with leads, with data points, with contacts, with accounts in this new ABM, you know, approach that we're all focused on. So the question is, how do we do that? Now, the old way to do it was buy lists. The more natural way to do it today is put great content out there and start to learn about these habits. So what we had decided, we had a big decision to do. And it starts without getting too technical with like, what cookie do we use to start tracking these behaviors? And as we started looking at our own cookie, we ended up falling back to realizing that people already have invested in most cases. About 96% of our customers have a marketing automation system, right? And what they're trying to do is just leverage that cookie. So let's take Marketo as an example. It's called mm -hmm. the Munchkin Code, yep. right? Don't know why it's called the Munchkin. I love that. We'll have to ask and those guys we, someday. I know. There's I know. a story. I actually have an interview coming up with Steve Lucas, who's the uh, new CEO of Marketo, and I'll make sure uh, we cover that. Nice. Yep. He's a good guy. 
so so anyway, so, so what we start to realize is if we can better integrate into people's ecosystem, Uberflip's going to be even more powerful. So what we do is we allow people to drop that you know, munching code in the Marketo instance onto that experience. We can do the same thing with Eloqua, HubSpot, Tarda, whatever people are using. And by doing that, what we're doing is we're passing over, choose your terminology depending on your system, an activity record, an event, an interesting moment into that system so that you can continue to build out a profile for that user, right? Now, it's getting really advanced these days in terms of how we do that. That's Again, that's where I think you guys come in as, as good partners for a lot of our, our companies that we work with to help figure out how they start to run really complex campaigns. And I'll mm-hmm. give you a great example, right? Um, we had we had a customer who was raving about us, but it was, it was they're kind of a multi-step customer. It's a com- company called Blackbot, really cool company, and they interact with a lot of schools and things like that. And what happened was, the the uh, one of the teachers, I believe it was, engaged in a webinar video on the website. Right now, as soon as they did that, because they were engaging it in a hosted experience where we wrapped in a video onto that page, what we were able to do is trigger an event into Marketo in their case, and then from there they were able to use that data point to send out an email. Now, instead of the email saying thanks for watching our webinar, it had now classified what type of webinar it was about, what the topic was about, the fact that it was a webinar versus a blog post. And it went ahead and recommended three other great webinars for them, right? That, to me, is a very coordinated marketing campaign, yep. sending sending relevant content to the audience based on what they've consumed. And you brought that up earlier about Netflix, and uh, a lot of folks know that I'm a you know avid YouTube watcher um, as it relates to my hobbies and interests, and uh, you know I there is nothing better than the fact that that YouTube will continue to suggest content that I enjoy watching, whether it's TED Talks or whether it's you know my drone hobbies or um, you know stuff that relates to leadership and and various content that I like. There's always something for me to watch, and it's relevant, and I love that. And the fact that you guys are able to do that in your platform and give, you know, prospective buyers or customers um, that that serving, like you said, that, that binging opportunity of content that's really relevant and interesting without us as marketers having to anticipate what that is and, and fake it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's, there's two parts, though, of how marketing automation systems and content need to work together. One is passing activities. This stuff happens in the background. This is, you know, the deep data stuff that's getting passed where you're running insights and figuring out trends and figuring out that multi-touch. But the other thing that we need to do is not just take people down, as we called it, a journey, right? Not just take people down a journey of content, but also have opportunities for them to convert have opportunities for them to actually buy and purchase for us. You know, just as we talk about Netflix a lot, think about Amazon, right? They're always putting that right call to action in front of us as we go through that buyer experience. Now, how often did you go on to buy one item and then you buy another? You know, they're putting that in front of us. They're getting us through that journey in a very methodical way. So what we decided to do was not just queue up content, but also allow the marketer to match contextual call to actions. Now, usually when we think about a conversion call to action, we think of a landing page, Mm -hmm. right? And there's nothing wrong with landing pages. I love landing pages. You know, they allow us to be pretty nimble as marketers. 
But it's funny, I, I actually was once, um, I was with a, a prospect at the time who's now a customer in a company called Dynamic Signal. And the, the marketer was more of a content guy, and he had in the room his demand gen person, and he had in the room the CMO. And he was already sold on our solution, so he was basically pitching on our behalf, but more so describing one of the problems that he deals with on a daily basis. And, and everyone will listen to this and they'll probably relate. So he described the challenge of gating an asset, right? And he said, okay, so it's Monday, and I gotta get this thing up by the following Monday. I'm not done my white paper yet, but I know that if I want my landing page in time for next Monday, I got to request it today because it's going to take that long to turn that around and get it built out and all those things that are going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. He's probably not using demand yet, you know, for, for <laughs> help on those things. But, um, but you know, basically, you know, the demand gen person looking at him and saying, yeah, you're right, it, it takes me time. And he's like, yeah, but the problem is it's chicken before the egg because for you to build the landing page, you need the URL of the destination asset. You also need a little blurb so you can build that out. You need some creative assets so you can build that out. I'm not going to be done that until Thursday night. Yeah, right. And, you know, demand gen person says, yeah, that's, if, if you're going to have it Thursday, you're dreaming if you're going to have this on Monday. I got other things going on, right? And it was watching this dynamic and then the content marketer saying, well, what if we could just drop a CTA with an embedded form right on top of that content asset on the fly? And that's one of the things that we do really fluidly. Um, you know, we do that for companies like Microsoft, SAP, um, you know, other companies that you're probably talking to on this podcast in the MarTech space, like Engageo uses us. Yep. All these companies who are trying to figure out how do they convert people along that journey at the right time? And there's an art to it, right? You can't just toss them onto a landing page anymore. People are used to those. What happens when you get to those landing pages is we bounce. You know, great conversion rates on those landing pages are what, like 10%, right? You know, that means 90% of the people went back to that infinite school on LinkedIn or oh, Twitter wow. or what have you that right. we talked about. And you guys make it such a different experience because, well, yes, you're going to capture, if you want to gate something, you're going to capture their information. But that's it. It's, it's like, you know, you have an all-access pass to the other content. And, you know, you're able to create an experience where people can just consume. It's almost like, you know, putting in your Netflix credentials and as a member and then, you know, everything that you want. So it's, a, it's not, it's not off-putting. And then the second and third and infinite experiences are just that much better. Yeah, it's, it's almost a tease, right? It's, it's, you know, similar to that light box experience that some of us are getting sick of, but it's being wrapped at the right time because we're, you are in control now of where you're gonna do this. This is back to the idea of owning the journey, being able to do this yourself, not needing a team of three people to coordinate where we're gonna gate something, what we're gonna gate, how we manage that over time, rather letting software manage that. And that's the reality of where we are today. We're not, I don't believe, you know, one of, one of my least favorite terms about marketing automation is the word automation, right? <laughs> yeah. I think people get obsessed with the idea, oh, well, I'm just gonna buy this, and then I'm just going to turn on it and it's going to run, right? It's just going to do it in the background, right? <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people come to you, David, like months after being like, it's not working, right? Um, and, and the reality is it doesn't work that way. And as humans, we need to set up those smart rules. We need to use the data. We need to continue to iterate, A-B test, you know, I'm throwing out buzzwords left, right, and center here because yep. 
This is not a turnkey solution. None of these solutions are turnkey, not even ours, right? You know, it, but what we can do is we can remove some of that heavy lifting that needs to happen, remove the need to do those tasks. Way back to my example at the beginning, like building a PowerPoint, right? You know, how easily can I build a PowerPoint because all the shapes are there, all the fonts are there, the animations are a click of a button away, right? Those are the things that we want to automate. But the creative mindset, what slide comes after the next, that's always going to require a little bit of creativity, insight, and just strong modern markets. And I love, I love hearing your passion. It, it certainly comes through in the podcast on you know making that customer experience really exceptional and the platform that you guys uh, have built. I feel like we could talk forever about these tools and technologies and that's you know that's the whole goal with uh, demand gen radio is to introduce folks to the tools and technologies maybe they haven't seen yet and as you said we've got a lot of mutual customers that we work together on and beyond that you guys are great people to work with we've done a lot of uh, joint marketing together over the past year we've got a bunch of stuff coming up at the marketo summits and and other events so i, I want to just thank you randy for for working with your team and and joining me today to to um, you know, kind of highlight uh, the the platform for folks. They obviously have to go take a look at it and see it, and they can do that by going to your website and checking out. There's an, uh, of course, animated demo, but certainly certainly your team's great folks to talk to. David, awesome. I you know, listen. I, I mean, we're we're continuing to ride the wave that has been created before us for all, for this trend in Martech, and you know, you, you're also an early pioneer in there. I mean, I love your story in terms of you know, being an early marketing automation user. You know, and then you know, helping to teach people the better way to do it. I exactly, mean, that's, that's what's needed, and that's you know, that's back to my point. It's not turnkey. We need help to do these things. We need to learn how to do these things, and we need a combination of platforms as well as expert service that we either bring in house or that we surround ourselves with to get the job done. You got it. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to Randy and I share some insights on their content platform. Definitely go check it out. Uh, great team, great, great product. A replay of today's episode will be available in the next couple days in case you want to pass it on and spread the word on LinkedIn or Twitter. And i just like to conclude every episode, as you know, if you've been listening, with a message that I think is super important to take home and think about, which is go make marketing matter most in your organization. You've been listening to Demand Gen Radio, bringing you the top industry experts, thought leaders, authors, marketing technology firms, and senior marketing leaders from around the world to teach you the methods and technologies for high-performance marketing.